0: Need your Minnesota United soccer fix? We've got it for you here. It's Loon Talk on Score North.
1: Welcome in, Loon fans, to another week of Loon Talk. Jonathan Harrison here alongside Dan Terrar.
2: Hey, how's it S- going? How's it going, Dan? Going good. Going good. You, Big match you, coming up this weekend. Should we just get right into it? I assume <laughs> you've caught up on sleep? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Good nap on Monday. I was fine. So. <laughs> Yeah, it took a
1: little bit to catch up on sleep from that late start time. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but first, once again, you are listening to Loon Talk. We thank you for joining us every week here on Loon Talk. You can find us anywhere you find your podcasts. Do let friends and family know that we do exist. It does help us get found. Give us a rating, a review, and a subscription wherever you find your podcast. And let's jump right into it. Unfortunately, it was a 2-0 loss for Minnesota on Sunday night against yeah. LAFC in Los Angeles. So that meant... Late kickoff time. You want to start with that part, or do you want to start with the game? I'll let you. know. Uh,
2: you know, let's build up to that. Let's just go. Well, it won't take long to go. Let's. It won't take long to go through the game because there no. wasn't <laughs> much to talk about. So let's right. do that first, and then we'll get into that. So. All right. So yeah, the
1: game. It. I like. Lo- okay. Let's start from the beginning. New. <laughs> new. Uh. We got. We got a new uh, sort of formation with uh, new players in there with okay. new wingers and everything. Yep. Robin Load moved up to the number yep. the number the false nine that we've seen him play late in games and it worked well. I liked Adrian's thinking behind this, um giving the guys who have played who've really changed game the last two games and giving them the start against a really good LAFC team out on the road where you're not expected to get a whole lot because mm-hmm. it's LAFC, it's the best team in the league at this point in the season. Um and You give Abu Dinladi and and Bongi a start on the wings with Robin Lode playing the false nine. I liked the idea and it worked well. It worked pretty well for the first 60 minutes and then the substitutions happened. But I liked what I saw from them. I don't know that I want to see them as starters. I think they're great coming off the bench um, in that kind of a package with the false nine. I think that's a great kind of change of pace late in a match when you've already worn down a defense.
2: Okay, this is this is rant B. We're gonna go to rant B before rant okay. A, and that is Just for all the up uh, to rant A. This is for all the uh, I never played soccer, social media uh, masterminds out there who <laughs> uh, think they know everything about soccer because they watch Premier League on Sunday mornings. Okay, uh, that have been like all females. over Adrian Heath and and Heath out oh, no, because he's not playing uh long one he's not playing rosales why is denlati not playing uh they're game changers they come in as subs and they and they change the match and they should be playing and, and and it's like stop already okay and then sunday night late they get what they want adrian says well let's see what these guys can do okay and i told you i said you know what coming off the bench is not the same as starting a match mm-hmm. changing the energy of a match in the 70th minute is not the same as starting a match and guess what it didn't work it was not the answer it was a, like you said I'm I was excited to see how it would work I thought it might go better than what it did but now stop you know and then then we get after that they get what's he doing Heath out let's let's do, you know oh my god just stop already okay <laughs> let, let's just, just looking for get reasons back to realizing that, that point. Those what's that?
1: Are, I said those people are just looking for reasons to to fire off that hashtag at this
2: point. Right, right. They're not. They're not going to be happy no matter what happens. So, yeah. so you know, here we go. Now we found out that you know what, coming off the bench is way different than starting. So stop trying to tell who. it's just let this team develop. There's talent there. This can be a really good team at some point, but this—I'm just so tired of people being constantly negative about this team. Yeah, they right. lost in LA. Probably should have played a little bit better, uh, but LA is probably the best. I think they are the best, aren't they? Isn't it pretty unanimous? They're the best team in the league right now. Between
1: them, Philadelphia and New York City FC at this point.
2: Yeah, so you know, just stop already. It just—it's getting so old this uh, week after week. Uh, completely the complete second guessing by people who just don't, you just don't have the, the soccer knowledge of anyone on Minnesota's staff. Let it just, let it play out. And you know what? If, if Longwane would have went off and had a, a great game, and he, I'm not saying he played bad, but he didn't, he didn't, he didn't change. He didn't, uh, you know, Take over the match like everybody thought he would, and Rosales. I think Rosales. We found out that he's not a Will Trap. Yeah, haven't we? Haven't we found but out that's that, fine that position? He's
1: twenty-one years old. He's still right. young. He's not. He doesn't have the league experience that Will Trap does. Where Will Trap's played over two hundred games in this league. He knows what he's doing, game in and game out. Joseph Rosales is still twenty-one years old. He's still young. He's played, I think, just breaking double-digit games for this squad. So he's not gonna have. He's not going to have the experience and the midfield uh, mastery, if you will, that Will Trapp does in this league. it, it We've seen right. it time and time again that no matter how good the player is, generally it takes time to adjust to this league. Not everybody's Zlatan Ibrahimovic who's going to come in and score a 40-yard banger with his first touch of the game in this league. It takes time for these guys to develop, and Joseph Rosales, yes, he's in year two, kind of. I mean, he came in late last season, played a handful of games, but for the most part... That kid's still young. He's not gonna control the midfield,
2: right? And, and what we're finding out is when you look at the guys who have we've had here and have been successful at that defensive mid position, um, it's not easy. It's nope. not easy. It's not easy to be an Ozzie Alonso. It's not easy to be a Will Trap. Although um, when
1: when they do find the partnership that works, it makes mm-hmm. it look super easy because for two seasons they had Young, gregish and Ozzie Alonso in yeah. the midfield and they were one of the best midfield in, midfields in the league. Last year they had Will Trapp and Ozzy Alonzo, and it was one of the better midfields in the league. This year, Kervin Arriaga and Will Trapp still getting their bearings straight. I mean, it's still... We haven't even broken 10 games yet this season, so there's right. still plenty of time, but they make it look pretty dang easy. Those two are a pretty good pairing when they're right. on the field together.
2: Right, and there, and there were there were some guys that had really... I thought had really good matches for, for Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, but you know, when you lose 2-0... Uh, it's just everything is bust. Everything's Especially negative. Everything's down. Yeah, yeah. It, it was. Yeah, they didn't play great. Um, so, I guess my message is just you know, relax. You know, there's a lot of soccer left. Um, oh yeah. Let this thing play out. And instead of every time you don't like a substitution, I mean, really, uh, calling for the coach's head. Be a. Why aren't they? Aren't they actually called supporters? <laughs>
0: We well, call, you know, in
2: most sports, they're fans, yeah. you know, soccer likes to call them supporters, mm-hmm. you know, it's support a little bit, you know, it'd well, be let's, nice. Let's
1: talk about the substitutions in a non, let's get the coach fired kind of way. Bru- Everything thinking about thinking back onto the game. I haven't gone back and rewatched it. Um, but <laughs> I'm not going back, to yeah, thinking back on the game. The first 60 minutes before they made the substitutions, it felt like they had a better foot in the game. Now, this could either be um, just the fact that LAFC are just so good and they'll just wear everybody down that it could have just been that, that Minnesota, no matter who was going to come on the field after 60 minutes, was just going to get worn down anyways. If you left mm-hmm. on Abu and left on Bongi and left on their pace, that they were going to get worn down anyways. But it really did feel like after 60 minutes, the game changed and it was all LAFC from there on out. And I don't know whether that's, like I said, I don't know whether that's the substitutions they made going back to the system we've seen in the past with Franco on the left, Robin on the right, and Emery up top, who I don't think he's registered a shot in the past two games, which that's a whole talking point unto itself that Luis Emory mm-hmm. still has yet to, re- that has, he hasn't registered. He didn't register a shot against Chicago. Like, I guess Chicago is good defensively, but right. you didn't register a single shot against Chicago. That's a different point. But it just felt like this game changed after 60 minutes, and I can't figure <clears> out whether it was the team just got worn down by a really exceedingly good LAFC side, or it was the substitutions that changed it.
2: Yeah. I, I kind of feel like this, this game was getting away from them before that. And, you know, sometimes that's why you sub or when you sub, you yeah. say, okay, this game's getting away from us. We have to change the, the, the tempo. And to me, it was a really good team, uh, just separating themselves from a, uh, a team that's not quite as good, and I don't, I don't really think the subs had that much to do with it because the players that came out, uh, I think you could easily say they were. They, I don't know if they're struggling, but they were getting tired. They had played hard. I mean, it's not that the, they didn't, you know, put a good effort in on Sunday night. It was a, it was a good effort, and I think there were players that were pretty beat up after that. So, um, yeah, I felt like LAFC was was really kind of slowly changing the, the the way things were going and it just continued after the substitution you know you hope that it would have uh changed it in another direction with the subs but yeah i mean he put in players that normally most of them might have started the game um and it just it wasn't it wasn't going to happen against lafc i don't think there was a sub that was going to change that so
1: no uh, so for the next game against Cincinnati this weekend, we'll preview that on a little bit. Do you go back to the normal with Amaria up top or whoever up top, Robin Lode on the right and Franco on the left? Or do you stick with what we saw in LA with uh, Bongi and Abu using their pace on the wings and Robin Lode starting as a false nine? Which one would you do?
2: Um, I would pretty much go back to what was working better. I mean, you can remember this team has had a really good season so far. So to go to to go away from what it got, I understand that the number nine position is still up in the air. But you know what? That's not. It's not as bad of a situation as it was last year or the year before. I don't think so. I think you go back because those are the players that have proven they can they can you know, be a difference maker. You know, if Robin if Robin had scored on that great chance he had, I don't remember what minute it was, he absolutely should have scored. And to me, you look at that and go, okay, you know what? Let's keep working on getting this number nine position filled in with either, you know, Anu or uh, either with uh, Abu Ladi or is it going, you know, is it going to stay as Luis Amaria? But one of those three... I mean, these guys are fighting for their jobs. These guys, they're, they all want to be in there, and they all. One of them is. You'd think the odds would be that one of them would get on a roll here at some point and start scoring, and then you, then your problem is solved. So, yeah, no, I'm right back to where we were. I think that was a, it was a good look at some players to see what would happen if they started, and what we found out is that they may not quite yet be ready to start and play. You know, 70 minutes They're need to come off the bench. So I yeah. go back.
1: So back to the Amaria point, he didn't have a shot against Chicago. I'm looking it up now, whether he had one against <sighs> LAFC. I don't think he did. Cause I can't remember them having too much of the ball after there. Yeah, there was not
2: much, not much happened. No,
1: cause it was basically Seattle or LAFC. Just, enforcing their will upon Minnesota after that yeah, point. Yeah, at that point. And, and, back, and, and by, and by the way, can we just
2: say one say one more time how good LA, uh, you know, yeah. how much more skill they have than not only Minnesota but most of the teams but in this league, league? Yeah. Right now they they're really good.
1: Yeah. First year head coach Steve Trundle Steve Trundle doing a hell of a job in LAFC yeah. um changing that team around from team that missed the playoffs entirely last year to now one of the most dominant teams in the league. Uh, so, looking at Amaria, this this has got to be a talking point now because it's gone on for all season at this point. He hasn't had a shot, uh, I believe, since what the Colorado game at this point. Now he went without yeah. a shot in his substitute appearance, substitute appearance um, on Sunday, and then didn't have a single shot even on target, like on target or just in general, a single shot against Chicago. And Emmanuel Reynoso's is back in form. It seems like he's the two games prior to Sunday, he was back in forth, back to the Emmanuel Reynosa We know, so the service should have been there and it has been there, but Luis San Maria isn't getting into the right spots that he needs to, or he's not firing off shots that he needs to. At what point do we see Audrey NuNu step in and get his chance?
2: I would think we'd have to be close to that. Wouldn't you? I mean, I I would better
1: team to do it than FC Cincinnati.
2: Yeah. And, and I guess you can look at it two ways. Um, Let's, let's let uh, Luis uh, start against FC Cincinnati, kind of his last last shot to nail down that position as his. And if he doesn't, you know, can't put produce against you know Cincinnati, then maybe by the next match you're looking at okay, let's get Adrian Anu a chance up there or Abu Dunladi, depending on what they want to do. You can see that he's trying to work uh, Abu into the lineup because of yeah. because of his speed. I mean, you want him, you want that kind of speed in there. Um, but I, I just don't know if he's – I really don't know who's – what do you think the depth chart is uh, at at Stryker? It's Luis Samaria until someone else starts, yeah. and then who's number two? Is it Adrian Anu?
1: I don't even think he's number two at this point because – I don't know. Because he moved, And it makes you wonder.
2: He's Because
1: Robin Lloyd started up there on Sunday, so yeah. you've got to think Robin Lloyd's <laughs> second, so where does Adrian Anu – figure in because yeah the ford madison game he didn't start as a striker there he started as mm-hmm. the number 10 he started yeah. as basically that team's emmanuel reynoso and it's a position i know he's asked to try and play but yeah. you're not going to play there when emmanuel reynoso playing when you're not have emmanuel much reynoso no. on the roster so if you're going to get on the field it's either going to be on the wings and he he doesn't he hasn't shown that he has really the pace to play on the wings um or you're going to be the number nine, and can Audrey can Nunu be the number nine for this squad? If Luis Amaria Maria can't fit that bill for now, yeah. and it doesn't seem like he's able to, like, yeah, sure, he scored two goals, great, that's fine. You need more if you're going to be a designated player, number nine yeah. for this for a squad that's yeah. aiming to be as good as this squad has aimed to be.
2: Yeah, at this at this point in the at this point in the season, you should have more than that. Yeah, definitely. I believe, so. I believe
1: the rule is once a dog barks, you have to do a dog pun. I have to what? What if a dog barks in the background you have to have a dog pun in your next uh statement or something.
2: In my next statement. Oh, what, okay. I see what you're saying. you have to
1: have a dog pun. Yeah.
2: It, well, that's easy. Um that's easy. It's just hard to figure out just how deep into the doghouse Adrian Anu is. Um <laughs> and that was an easy one. Hey that go. was a no-brainer. So, um is he is he headed to is he, is he at uh the level of doghouseism as young uh, gray goose got to, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, is he, we could call that for now on. That could be a gray goose. He's uh he's being gray goose. Oh man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I well, wish I knew. If I was sitting down with uh, Adrian and having a, having a, a beer, having a pint, I you would ask him with him. You'd be, yeah, wine. he's a wine guy, Well, I am too. So yeah, that's right. He's a, he's a red wine guy. I would say, so tell me off the record. What's going on with uh with Anu, you know? I that's the first thing I'd ask him.
1: Yeah. You have to Cuz I just
2: don't, I don't know and and only the other only, question would be the goalkeeper. Only he knows. What do you mean the goalkeeper? What, what why we have two starters? Yeah, when you're trading one. Yeah. Give me <laughs> give me the inside scoop. So, anyway, yeah, well, you I want I, the I, inside
1: I, scoop for write that down. We know I, I first, think if it were, if I
2: were the if I were the call if I were the uh uh the manager um heading into Cincinnati, I think I would look at this and say all right, Luis, you need to go out there and produce. Yeah. If you can't at home on a uh, you know, coming off a tough loss, this this is a this would be a disastrous match to lose.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: This would be this would be a horrific loss. So, I say you roll him out there and if at halftime he's done nothing, you get whoever's number two, you get them in there, whether that's Abu, whether it's Robin Lood, whether it's uh, uh, Adrian Anu, get someone in there. I mean, well, the, way get...
1: I, the way I see it playing out, and this would be extremely harsh to whoever takes over after Luis Amaria, The looking at the schedule, you could almost mm-hmm. see it playing out like this. Luis Amaria gets this game against FC Cincinnati. If he can't do it, then your next game up is Wednesday at home against Colorado in the U.S. Open Cup.
2: So oh, okay. whoever, that's right.
1: Whoever's going to replace him at the number nine gets the start there. They can do it there in the U.S. Open Cup. Good, you're the guy going forward in the league. Problem is, your next couple league games after the U.S. Open Cup incredibly difficult. You yeah. got at Seattle Sounders, then you host LA Galaxy, then you're at FC Dallas, then you host New York City FC. Uh, neither, none of those teams, none yeah. of those four are below the third place spot in their conferences i believe so you've got incredibly difficult games for whoever's going to take over for Luis amaria so if you want to do it that way that's an incredibly tough way to do it if you want to do it just the cold hard way you basically put amaria on the bench now and give your guy whoever you're going to replace him with the game against fc cincinnati here boy here buddy go get some confidence against a really crappy team that's let in 18 goals i believe this year and uh get rolling before we head into a really tough part of our schedule.
2: And if he doesn't produce, then you say sit.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we only needed one dog pun. We don't need seven.
2: No, I that one just popped in my head. I couldn't let it go. <laughs> Would have been a waste. So, all
1: right. So that's enough of that game. Yep. Uh, and just kind of the talking <laughs> no. points off that one. Other than I assume rant a from you. Yeah. All right. Let's have it, Dan rant. A go ahead. I'll clear the floor. It's all you MLS
2: scheduling. <laughs> come on man i mean <laughs> seriously are you kidding me you this league okay so this league wants to be taken seriously they want a national contract they want people to look at them as being you know up there close to if not equal to the nfl the uh nhl nba major league baseball well they've got you know there's a lot of things that have to happen before anybody would admit to that but that's you know yeah. that's their goal it's any league's goal it's you know you want to be uh, like the other big dogs. You want, to, uh, you, know, you want to be taken seriously. Well, there are a lot of things that have to happen, um, but one of them is scheduling. And to, to let, at this point, when you're trying to get a national TV deal, to let Fox push you around with your start times of games and, and trick the fans into thinking it's a 9 o'clock start time, even though you know all along it's 925 because that's what Fox wants. And then, by the way, you're you're playing in L.A., and if they had been playing an East Coast team, it would have been a ten twenty-five start time. Nobody's watching that. Nope. Even good fans are going, "Come on, man!" Stop and the ratings it. showed
1: it. The ratings Stop absolutely it. showed it. They came out, I believe, today. One hundred and two thousand fans across the or people across the country watched that game.
2: One hundred and two thousand.
1: Em- I believe that was the number I saw. That's an embarrassing number. That means not no even a- way to. There's no other way to. That's an embarrassing number for a national TV game when you have on one side of the field is your best team in the league and you get 102,000 people, mainly, not just, this isn't the only reason, but the big reason is because the start time, the kickoff, 925 p.m. Central Time Zone, 1025 if you're on the East Coast, 825 if you're in the Mountain Time Zone, but 925 kickoff time and then it's on fs1 which most there's a lot of people in this country who don't have that channel or don't know where to find it like i get yeah. fox is a big is a big partner and everything but 9:25 p.m on fs1 you're not going to get any viewers i'm sorry yeah. and it showed
2: they Actually, should have yeah they should have 100,000 viewers in la you oh know? absolutely uh and 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 the uh the fact that if you looked up the start time of the match pretty much anywhere, it's at nine o'clock. Nine o'clock, nine o'clock, nine o'clock. And, and I I feel bad for people that uh didn't know that. They tuned in, whether it be on TV or radio, it doesn't matter, and they find out, oh, it doesn't start till nine twenty five. That'd have yeah. been nice to know. Yeah. Um but that that's that's just a little thing, but you have to have you have to have start times that are a compromise for east coast and west coast yeah i mean i would what i would hope would happen is that la would have a game in new york and and new york is hey we're starting at noon on sunday sunday at noon so it's 9 a.m in la how do you like that you know yeah and and i got i got a feeling if if new york wanted to the league would probably let them And, and that's where the league has to come in and and look at the nfl uh they've done it to perfection you have uh your games you you're here in Minnesota you know unless you're on one of the feature night games you know Thursday night football, Monday night football or rare Saturday football if you're playing on Sunday you know it's noon or 3 you know yeah. noon or 325 I guess so there's just it's all over the place it's a mess and it's just ridiculous to to start a game on the west coast that late at night um and by the way it's California the weather the weather's gorgeous yeah, it was, 68, was, it, yeah, it was, 60 what was the degrees
1: re- at the time of kickoff. There was no reason, especially on a Sunday, there right. was no reason you couldn't have that game at 5 p.m. local time, start that game at 7 p.m. Uh, central time zone, where Minnesota yeah. obviously plays all their games. It's central time zone, or yeah. the, all their home games, central time zone. There's no reason you couldn't have started that game at 7.30 or 7.25, whatever, central time. Uh 8 p.m., 8.30 p.m. East Coast time. There was no reason you couldn't have done that because it yeah. was a Sunday. You're not dealing – I can't imagine you're dealing with the normal weekday L.A. afternoon traffic on a Sunday. Like, I mean, come on. And,
2: you know, yeah. So, you know what? But that's just it to me is, is they've got to get that figured out. It's, it's the, they want to be taken seriously. Things like that are just making people shake their head and go, what are you doing? So yep. get it, get it right, MLS. Get it right.
1: All right, so next up for Minnesota, they will take on FC Cincinnati, who, Dan, they're not good at all. Although they did win this last weekend, 2-1 to one, over Toronto FC. We'll get to that game later. But
2: Toronto FC's not very good either. So. No, they're
1: not. But so far yeah. this season, FC Cincinnati, three wins somehow, one draw, five losses on the season, scored 11, allowed 17 goals. They do have a game between now and the Minnesota game, they'll right. go to Toronto. So they'll play the other, ver- the, the reverse fixture of that one that they just played on Saturday. I don't, again, back to scheduling. Yeah, that was kind of a weird, yeah, kind of on a weird
2: one. I saw that. Yeah. yeah and so- and, 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 th- and they're playing Wednesday on the road, right? They're, they're in Toronto on Wednesday yep. and they're on the road against us on Saturday, which by the way, I, I always thought if your, your team is playing a Wednesday, uh, Saturday or Wednesday, Sunday combination, you'd have one of those at home
1: they had the they had the sun or the saturday game at right but now it's back saturday. to
2: back wednesday and wednesday and saturday on the road so that's a tough and that that's only good for minnesota makes it even more clear that minnesota uh is kind of into a must win match on saturday so
1: absolutely i mean they they've,
2: they've sprinkled in some you know they they're the uh, eyebrow raising wins the three they have you've been like yeah. what you know yeah, well, absolutely. maybe not so much against toronto but their other two wins were like they beat who you know, so they're that's why Minnesota can't take them lightly because they're gonna be one of those teams that's gonna finish towards the bottom of the east, but they're gonna every once in a while beat a good team and you're gonna go, Oh crap, that was that was bad. So Yeah, it's not like um, they're
1: getting the doors blown off week in and right. week out. They're actually fairly competitive with their teams with the opponent mm-hmm. this year. I mean, they've had a couple three, four, uh besides the five nil blowout at the beginning of the season, they really <laughs> haven't been they really haven't had their doors blown off much this season they hung with lafc hell they were leading lafc at one point in that game um until lafc got two late goals on them as well so i mean it's yeah cincinnati's not going to be an easy opponent but it's one if you want to be battling at the top of the western conference you should be expected to go in and win and not just win but win easily against against fc cincinnati
2: yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, what we've seen, though, in the past from from Minnesota is, you know, they don't we don't blow people out, even teams we should. Um So to me, it's it's just, yeah, get the win. It doesn't have to be pretty. You just can't lose at home to Cincinnati. I mean, and I don't care how ugly it is. Just find a way to get the three points, because those are the teams that manage to find a way to get the three points, even when they're not playing well. Um that stay in the top of the conference. So this is a this is a tricky match. I, I, you know, I'm concerned about, you know, how they'll play against Cincinnati, and hopefully I'm wrong, and they get back into their, you know, scoring three goal every game habit. That'd be kind of nice. So
1: We've seen several times, especially last year, them play down to opponents. So hopefully that kind right. of, that thing has gone away.
0: Hey, this is Adam Carolla from the Adam Carolla Show. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season as well. Find all the latest players, developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in depth analysis on every game. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite games and events, including. MLB playoffs, uh, the start of the NHL season, MMA, of course, boxing, and even golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. Head to the website today, or use your mobile device and learn more. Bet Online, where the game starts.
3: Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth turkey or mac and cheese with Murray's English cheddar or pie made with fresh, cosmic, crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh
0: for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.
1: Uh, let's take a look across the league at some of the scores from this last weekend. Dan, Western Conference Action will keep keep our eyes on on those scores uh Houston led at one point a wonderful half field goal from Sebastian Ferreira uh, to open that. up scoring in the fifth minute for Houston but then Austin FC do what they do and come back with two unanswered uh Sebastian Drusy getting the game winning goal there I believe in the sixtieth or around the sixtieth minute for Austin to get them a two one win bumped them up to the top of the uh, Western Conference for a moment before laFC beat Minnesota and jumped back in but Austin FC not going away Dan.
2: Yeah, um I, I I don't know where are you at with Austin FC? Are you all in and that this is a team that's no. going to battle for uh the uh the top spot in the west? Um because I'm not there yet. No. I I, need, I don't think I need anybody's
1: more. there that other okay. than Austin fans. Yeah, um, okay. Can be delusional at si- times just like anybody any fans can.
2: Mm-hmm. Um
1: but I don't think anybody's there with Austin yet. Yeah, they've had some very impressive performances and very impressive stretches. But again, it's it's a second-year team. Yes, they've got Drusey, who's on who's absolutely on fire. Maxi Arudy, a league veteran who's scored a ton of goals in this league across a bunch of different teams, knows yeah. what he's doing in this league. Those two are playing really well together. But that defense is still shaky. Um, so I think it's a team that's going to be really tough in the Western Conference this year. They're going to be a playoff team or a roundabout there. But I don't see them hanging on to the top of the Western Conference like they have so far this season. I think at some point... The season's going to come calling. Just the length of it's going to come calling, and they're going to drop back down to earth, and they're going to be right in that pack that's battling for a playoff spot at the end of the season.
2: Yeah. um, What have they got coming into this week? They've got uh, 22 goals. LAFC has 21. Yeah. Um, And
1: Again, that's boosted up by the fact they scored 10 goals in the first two matches.
2: Right, right. Against
1: Cincinnati and Miami.
2: Right. So... yeah, I just I, I just feel like they're going to drop, and um, at some point, how far I don't know. But yeah, I, I I need to see a little bit more. But I keep saying that, and then they keep winning week after week. So at some point, we got to accept that they're going to be around in the top of the uh, West for the rest of the year. But I, like I said, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not I'm not quite all in yet on on Austin.
1: How much do we believe in Real Salt Lake? They got a one 0 win over LA Galaxy, although it was almost a one one draw. Offsides on a late stoppage time goal for LA Galaxy makes it a 1-0 win for Rail Salt Lake. They're currently sitting 5th in the Western Conference though they were sitting up higher earlier this season.
2: Um I mean, yeah, only I'm not
1: 4 points off of second place and but they're also yeah. 4 points out of being out of the playoffs at this point.
2: Right. It's, it's, it's so early in the season yet to figure that out. But I mean, they're right. They're just, they're just ahead of, uh, of us, uh, in the, uh, in the West. And I think they're kind of in the same position. They might, you know, turn around, uh, although they've struggled to score goals. I, I, that'll I mean, change. Of, they
1: got Jefferson Sabarino back.
2: Yeah. And that may help them. Um, but I think they've given up quite a few more than we have too. So I don't, I don't know that they have, I don't know if they have the defense to rise, you know, to continue to rise up in the West. I just don't know if their defense is good enough, but um, you know, like I said, this time of the year, I mean, I feel like they should be ahead of Austin and they're not. So, uh, you know, Dallas was down in the bottom of the West and they're sitting in a home, home field playoff spot right now. So, you know, I think, uh, what do we just started May? I think we get into June close to July. I think we're, Things will look a lot different in the Western Conference. I think some of these teams that are, you know, overachieving are going to come back a little bit, and some of the teams that are underachieving are going to get better. And uh, I, I think, you know, Colorado's sitting in eighth place. I think uh, by by the middle of June they're going to be up above that line and maybe closer to the top four. And uh, so I think things will change. I don't know what Nashville's doing. They've got I'm, I totally can't figure them out either. So
1: yeah, uh, it's early. The defensive woes that sparked up last week for Chicago continue this last weekend. New York Red Bulls score two late goals to get a 2-1 win against Chicago, who going into last week, remember, had only allowed two goals. Minnesota got three on them. Now they've allowed five in the last two weeks. So tough times in Chicago, it seems like. Sporting Kansas City continue their tough times. 2-2 draw against FC Dallas. Colorado, as you mentioned, eighth place. Uh, Got a 2-0 win over Portland. San Jose, they continue to struggle defensively. Shocker of all shockers with who they have <laughs> as a center back. Three uh, 0 win for NYCFC. Dan.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. That, that, I think that's one that we probably agree on. That
1: our weekly S- roast of Francisco Calvo.
2: Yeah, that San, San Jose is is you know still a mess. I mean, they're trying to figure it out, and maybe they will win a few and and be respectable. But I doubt it. I think they're going to have a this is going to be a really tough year for them and. I don't know what I don't know what the pro, I don't know what you do there. You know, and this is goes back to where you know, just changing coaches isn't going to instantly no. turn you into a good team. Um, their their uh, sporting director and their uh, staff has got a lot of work to do to get this team back into the mix in the West, and I don't know if you can do it in one year. But
0: yeah, San Jose has pieces,
1: try. but it's not going to be anywhere good enough no. this season. They kind of dug themselves too deep of a hole, even though there's yeah. only nine games. They still dug themselves a pretty deep hole. Um, this season. So let's move on into the predictor, Dan. I'll let you explain this segment while I pull up uh, the score sheet so far.
2: I just don't know how how Vancouver was able to get themselves lower than uh, San Jose in the standings. Nice work, Vancouver.
0: <laughs> Didn't think well done.
2: They, I, well worked. Way to make a run at it. Uh, so uh, the predictor, three games. We picked the winner, we picked the score. Uh, one of them will be the upcoming wild match. And uh, if you get the. Minnesota
1: United, you're going back to your wild days. What did I say? You said wild. Wow.
2: Wow. Well, I watched the <laughs> We know a really what bad, game you
1: were watching last night. I watched a really
2: bad hockey team play last night. Goodness so gracious. That Sunday was, night, that was Sunday night. Sunday night. Yeah. Sunday night, the loons in L.A., and Monday night, the wild at home. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yes, uh, including the uh, Minnesota United match. If you get the team correct with the win or with the draw you get a point if you have the score exactly right you get a point so a possibility of six points on the line each week and uh i'm sure i'm just i'm just running away with it by now so uh
1: nobody's running away because we both <laughs> suck this year
2: what happened uh, we last continue, week I,
1: we continue I I our it. run of getting a point a week at this point dan i
2: thought i had it last week
1: we both had we both had a point last week <sighs> or this week so we're both up to 10 we're tied. But our, our points came in different matches. I said New York City FC coming off a wild win over Real Salt Lake and seeing how San Jose have been this season. I said it was going to be a 5-4 win for New York City FC. Yeah. Well, it was a 3-0 win for New York City FC. So I get the win. That, I get a point there. Then you said Colorado would win 2-1 to yeah. over Portland. It was 2-0 Colorado. Oh. Um, then we predicted a couple other matches that didn't go our way. So we yeah. won't, we, we won't Come go on, to those. Man. But, yeah, we we haven't gotten a score and a result predicted correctly since week one when we both did it once what the
2: heck unbelievable all right who's up first
1: uh i started last week so you're up first
2: okay uh houston will defeat dc united two to one houston two two, dc one
0: i like it
1: i think houston's a lot better this year than they have been in the past and then dc yeah Yeah, they're
2: pretty i mean they're pretty weak (laughs)
1: <laughs> they, they, they fired their coach last, last week or two weeks ago or whatever it was at this point out of nowhere after giving him a year and eight games in charge. So yeah, is yeah. kind of a mess right now. Uh, for me, my first one, FC Dallas hosting the Seattle Sounders who will hopefully, hopefully be coming off a cocky champions league win tomorrow night against Pumas. It is two, two after the first leg down in Mexico. So hopefully Seattle can use 61,000 fans to their advantage uh, tomorrow night in Seattle and get the first ever CONCACAF Champions League title for an MLS club. Um, but Seattle will hopefully be coming off a win there. Uh, they won't be thinking too much about this FC Dallas game. It'll be a 2-1 win again, or for FC Dallas.
2: FC Dallas over Seattle, 2-1. Yep. Okay. All right. I have, uh, for my second one, Colorado over San Jose, 3-0.
1: Wow. I mean, I don't blame you. That was one of the games I was going to pick, too.
2: Were you going to go 3-0? Yeah,
1: I actually was. (laughs) (laughs) I went with Austin FC against uh, LA Galaxy. I think this is going to be, as much as I was just talking crap about Austin, that they're not going to stick with it, LA Galaxy are also a team that I don't think are should be at the top of the Western Conference like they are right now. I think they'll yeah. get there under Greg Vanny. I just think this might be a year too early for that. They're still questionable in some places, just so are so are Austin. So it's not going to be a defensively sound game from either team. So it's going to be a 3-2 win for Austin.
2: Austin will continue to win and score three goals. Wow.
1: I mean, they've got the goal-scoring prowess. They just don't have the defense. Right, right.
2: Okay, uh, uh, Minnesota different. over Cincinnati 2-0.
1: Oh, I had uh, I had very close to you. I don't think Cincinnati's going to score a goal either, but I had 3-0. 3, okay, all right. Going back to the that. 3-0 well, well there. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's the predictor. Next up in our prediction part of the show, we've got Write That Down. It's our weekly segment where we make three soccer-related predictions. We'll keep track of those predictions throughout the year. We will call the correct predictions goals, and whoever has the most goals at the end of the season will win the coveted golden boot. Dan, I believe you had... One correct come off the board this week. So you're up to seven goals to my five. Uh, your correct prediction was last week's final prediction where you said Jimmy. Minnesota will not score three straight goals for the third straight game. And well, they didn't score any goals. So you got that correctly.
2: Yeah, that was a gimme. I did that last, so you couldn't counter with a gimme of your own until this week. So
1: It was a bunt single, so I was we'll hoping give it you. you I, but I was hoping
2: you'd forget. <laughs> I have
1: to go back and listen so I can get. Yeah, so I I can write these down. Yeah, I know. Uh, I had one come off the board uh, a couple weeks ago. I said Emmanuel Reynoso will not start one of the next three Minnesota United MLS matches. Those three matches were Colorado, Chicago, and LAFC. Yeah. He started all of them, so I get that one wrong. Um, that's the only one I had come off the board, so we each had one come off the board. This week, one right for you, one wrong for me. You're up to seven goals and up to five. So, Dan, I started first last week. You start first this week.
2: Are you sure? I don't remember. Yes, that was over. That was over as a week ago. So, uh, okay, I'm going to gonna put, I'm going to I'm going to throw one into the uh, into the lake to pull out later in the year. LAFC will win the West. Okay. Write that down. Write that down.
1: It's hard to combat because it's not like anybody anybody in the Western Conference is really going to fight them for right now i mean seattle who would be are all the way down in what are they at this point they're 12th place at this point in time right now Yeah, they got a long ways to go they've also been focusing on champions league so uh yeah i think i already have them down as winning champions league so i can't make that prediction again but dan write this down seattle will finish with a home playoffs playoff game this season so they'll finish fourth or higher
2: okay all right, write, that write down. it down. I can't say I disagree with that one too strongly, but they better get going pretty soon. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, uh, the the uh, the smoke and mirror show is over. Chicago will end up in last in the East by June first.
0: Wow.
2: Yep, they're it's gonna over. drop.
1: Okay, I mean, there's only one place drop for them. That's <laughs>
2: yeah, only I know. One. We look look at the standings. They're just they're just one bad week again away they were from literally being down in the playoffs
1: there. in a playoff spot going into that Minnesota game. And all of a sudden yeah. they're all they the way dropped, down at 13th. They
2: dropped like a rock. I mean, it's wow. just straight down. And, and I think it's going to go till they hit bottom. So right. They
1: just made a big signing today. So that'll help their attack, which has been struggling mightily this season. Their goal this week was their first goal in the month of April in MLS. Right. So right. congratulations so, to them. Not a lot there. Wait, no, no. Cause they, yeah, no, it was cause they played on the last day of April. Never mind. Um, yeah. So congratulations to them, I guess. Uh, Dan, write this down. I'm going to make this one up on the spot here. Dane St. Clair. I already mm-hmm. predicted a shutout this week or a clean sheet for Minnesota. Dane right. St. Clair will make more than five saves against FC Cincinnati.
2: Ooh. You think that? Oh, wow. Okay. Write that FC down. FC
1: Cincinnati does make it interesting.
2: Yeah, They we'll do see. have
1: some attacking talent. Brandon Vasquez has been pretty good this year. Uh, they spent a load of money on Brenner, and he hasn't really paid off for how much they yes. spent on him. But yeah, write that down. Dane St. Clair will make more than five saves this weekend.
2: All right, writing it down. All right, Dane St. Clair will play goal for the Wild at one point before the playoffs <laughs> are done. <laughs> uh, okay, Minnesota versus Cincinnati. Minnesota will get a goal by a number nine. So I'll even okay. say specifically Amaria. Audrey Anu or Abu Dunladi. One of those three will get a goal against Cincinnati. Okay. So a number nine will score.
1: Now I could play defense here a bit. I don't want you could you should. I don't want to. I don't want to speak that into existence because I was kind of hoping
2: I could trick you into something.
1: No, because at some point I would like our number nines to start scoring (laughs) goals like they're supposed to. So I'm not going to speak that into existence. Uh, though, write it oh, down. It might be an
2: easy goal. It might be an easy point for you to say it. one of those three will not, neither, none of them will score. So
1: <laughs> It might be. <laughs> That's almost like your bunt single from last week at this point. I, I uh, know. You should take it. Write this down, Dan. Emmanuel Reynoso this weekend will have three or more goal contributions. So either a goal or an assist this weekend. Primary assist, because we know I'm a stickler for that. Three? Three or more. Yep. Because I said it was going to be a 3 0 win for Minnesota. So he's going to be, be in on every in all goal. Three.
2: He'll be involved in all three.
1: Wow. Write that down.
2: You should have went with that that cheeseburger I set up for you. I I took
1: my bunt single earlier this year, and I still feel bad about it, so I'm not going to do it again.
2: Okay. Well, I don't feel that bad about mine, but I won't take another (laughs) one until you do because now we're even at (laughs) 1-1. No,
1: because you had one right after. Me? So you have two. I only have one. That was a
2: reactionary... I'm going
1: to hold on to mine until the last week of the season when I need a goal to pass you up at the last second. That
2: was just me skating by and slashing <laughs> you on the ankle. That was that one doesn't count.
1: <laughs> was that Felino who did that last night?
2: Jared Spurgeon. Yeah. Spurgeon. Yeah, that was Probably just me. How suspended for that? Uh, I think he got fined five grand.
1: That's it? though. No, that's... What's Shit, five?
2: What's five grand? A guy that makes what does he make? Seven million a year? What's five like that. grand? That's like fifty bucks to us. I mean,
1: Ooh. That, if that's the regular
2: season, that's a suspension, right? I don't know. Probably.
1: He he basically just bashed the stick yeah. down on the guy's ankle.
2: Yeah, yeah. Man, first time offender. <laughs>
1: Is there such thing in hockey? I
2: mean, Yeah, I, there is. No, there I, is. There is if that was if that was a dirty player who had been suspended before for for dirty hits, oh, they would have nailed him much harder. Okay. Spurgeon's a pretty clean kid, so.
1: Okay. I'll trust you. You're yeah. you're the former wild guy. Yeah.
2: I'm still am, still am in some moments. <laughs> <laughs> I have little flashbacks. <laughs> I All haven't right, called a, been- I haven't called the soccer ball a puck in years, so <laughs> I've at least I've at least gotten that out of my system.
1: You haven't called it a sweater in a while, so
2: sweater. Yeah. yeah, I love the new sweaters.
1: <laughs> I remember our first game, and you, you called it a sweater. Brad texted me immediately. He's like, "Did he call it a sweater?"
2: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm like eh, you know, yeah, whatever. Habits, thing. <laughs> old habits. Be like you trying to quit Tahitian treat.
1: Nah, never gonna happen.
2: Well, that's I mean, I've it. got it's I've tough. got
1: Powerade this week because it was eighty nine cent Powerade at V this weekend, so okay, had to
2: bargain. Couldn't pass up a bargain. No,
0: come
1: on,
2: my cheap <laughs> ass. Hell no. <laughs> yep.
1: All right, that's been Loon slash Wild slash TV. Whatever talk. we did,
2: whatever we just did. <laughs> come on, man. Uh, what come time on, is man. our pregame? What time are we on the air on uh, Saturday? Six thirty. Uh,
1: hold on, I don't. Yeah, it's a
2: seven up. o'clock right? Yeah. Six thirty pregame. Hold on one second. I'll pull this From up. Arians. I should know this
1: off the top of my head. Uh, I'm yeah, telling 7 you it's 7.08 yeah. kickoff, excuse me.
2: 7.08, which is acceptable.
1: That's normal. That's yes. literally the normal yes. kickoff time.
2: Right. Yeah, so.
1: so 7.08 kickoff, 6.30 p.m. pre-match show on Score North on AM 1500, the Score North mobile app, and live.scorenorth.com with Dan Terrar and myself. We would love for you guys to join us there. Otherwise, Please. we will be right back here Monday night for Loon Talk, and we'll try and keep it loons-related. Next week. We'll see how the wild do.
2: <laughs> yeah. All right,
1: Dan. We'll talk to you Saturday, and then we'll talk to you right back here
2: on Monday. Can't wait. See you then.
3: Hi, this is Daniel LaRouve, The Real GM Radio Podcast and while the NBA season is still pretty new there are some interesting storylines going on and for me one of them is let's call it a shift in expectations because there are a couple teams that we expected to be not necessarily pushing the accelerator in the early going in the season maybe seeing Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson this purportedly strong 2023 draft class and going hey we could be a part of that and that would be the Utah Jazz and the San Antonio Spurs both teams are over 500 with some nice wins and this isn't flu they're playing well so far, and so we will see how they build on this, how they react to it. Do they keep pushing, see if the see CEO can keep going, or do they change directions through trades and everything else? So that'll be something to watch in this year where the draft class is, is strong and these teams have incentives going in both directions.